Yo, bitch, this is Slick Wade of the Mac Daddy O Mac, and I am here to teach you about how to do a podcast. Now, with my five step program, you could. What the hell happened? Why is my window broken into? Why is the front door unlocked? Oh, shit! I gotta go later! What the, what the, what the fuck was that? Zen, he was robbing your house, dude. Your shit's everywhere. All the movies are. What, what the fuck is this movie here? I don't know, but okay. Uh, either way, warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, pimps, unlicensed chiropractors, women who have their boobs down to their stomachs, drug-addled crazy people, sword fights, and car graveyards. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to another episode of the Spock and Movie View. This is your host, Zan. And if you can tell by my voice, this is the co-host, Deke. Yes, Deke has returned again, once again. The most popular, the most infamous, and the one who's been on the most episodes so far. What? That's crazy, bro. On the movie review, you have been on the most. That's true. I love movies. Well, and Bell is up there, and Cal is kind of tied for a second, but... Cal's all over the place, though. He does a lot of, he does a lot of the manga reviews, and... I always enjoy his episodes. No, he Cal is my favorite co-host. Well, he does a good job. They all all the co-hosts do a good Everybody's job. Everybody's great. Everybody's great. Except for Chongo. Except for Chongo. That son of a bitch. Is Cal out of the Recloninator yet, or is he still, like, half half cooked? Well, it looks... It looks like maybe 87.3%. Oh, uh, yeah. He kind of looks like... It kind of looks like one of the clones from Judge Dredd that got let out early. Ew, let's like, leave him in there a little bit longer. <laughs> so, Cal, go back to sleep. So for those who don't know, Spark Inside that provides information and views about connectly enhanced narratives. We have two podcasts. The first one is our manga review, where we talk about mangas and other things. And this podcast, which is our movie review, where we talk about movies, films, 
film noirs and creepy things like The Human Centipede, which I will never talk about. You we are never going to review that movie. No, what's the point? Someone said that we should review it. I'm like, hell no. The, the, the movie, first of all, that movie should have never been made. Second of all, how did it get made? I, I'm just picturing the guy, like, the director would be like, oh yeah, I have, I have a great idea for a film. And he's just trying to, like, uh, you know, lure investors in. It's like, who fronts the money to get something like that made? It's like, how did he convince investors to... It's like, oh yeah, I want to... I want to do a movie where three people are sewn together, butthole to mouth, and uh, yeah, that's basically the plot of the movie. It's like, what? I will, I will pay you a million dollars. Do it. You probably got a meth head to pay for it. <laughs> well, it was German. They probably got a bunch of shisa porn fucking actors to to uh, yeah. finance it. No, it's it's a. It, I, I don't know. We're never. That's one of the movies we're not going to touch. So you're like, you should touch it. No, we're not going to do it because of the fact that well. Some movies we just won't touch for certain reasons. Like, a lot of the Oscar movies we won't touch because they're Oscar winners. We can't describe them. Other movies like Passion of the Christ, you heard in episode 20 why we won't do that. It's just, it's one of those movies, it's that religion, border, things like Last Temptation. It's kind of... Yeah, like, we if we're going to offend people, it's going to be based on our vulgarity and just all-around brashness. I don't want to upset anybody's personal views or anything like that and actually have people hate me. That wouldn't be yes. good. And then there are movies like The Human Centipede and Shiza movies like that. Just, no. And we had this discussion before. It's like, we probably won't be really reviewing any trauma films either because it's just a tr- purposefully trashy movie that was made in bad taste. And it's like, you either love it or you hate it, but you don't need somebody trying to sway your opinion of it. Very true, very true. The only one we might do is Surf Nazis Must Die. That would be pretty fun. Maybe. That's the only one that we're kind of teetering on. And someone says, what about the Toxic Avenger? Well, what can you say about Toxic Avenger? It's the fucking Toxic Avenger. Hey, Cigar Face, let's see if you got any guts. (laughs) No, no, the best is no ticket, no (laughs) washing. I actually, you know what, I do want to review that one. (laughs) I want to see it again. It will just give me an excuse to see it. There's no more video stores anymore, so that's the only place I'll be able to to see it. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I was actually talking to um, Jubs, actually, about the state of movie places now. The fact that it's no longer, like, because he works for the evil company, which I used to work for years ago, Best Buy. The Best Buy. Actually, he was transferred to one of the other stores. That's why we haven't seen him. But they all, as we've talked about in other episodes, they now suck. They're really bad. Yeah, I actually saw firsthand the movie, and they actually they have more music than movies. Movies are fucking awful, bro. Horrible selection. No, it's it's really bad. Now it's... And Jubs was saying, most people now are just going straight to Amazon. I mean, it's officially... It, this is the final death knoll of the brick-and-mortar store. It sucks. It's a shame. It's, you just hear going, ah, as, as it's dying. Movies. Yeah, it's a shame. It really is. It is, but it's also the birth of something else. It's going to keep changing. And unfortunately, for people like me that haven't got into the whole Netflix thing, and I don't have a fucking TiVo and all that stupid bullshit where I have a queue and, like, you know, spam bot telling me, oh, watch this movie. You like this movie. Did you like this movie? Then you will love this movie. Watch it now. Sorry, Spambot. I don't want to watch your fucking queue. I will be the master of my own movie list. Thank you very much. Delete. Yes, so unfortunately it's going to be a lot more difficult now. But 
That's why we're here. We're here so that you don't have to worry about spam bots or worry about Netflix Q saying, you like this, you like this, or if you're on Xbox Live and you rent a movie, they say, hey, watch this movie, you like this one. We're here to inform you and entertain you and make sure that you are able to determine what's worth watching. Now, you don't have to agree with anything you say, but check out our old episodes, www.spyrokin.com, also Zune Marketplace or iTunes. Speaking of which, Zune, Zune users, I own a Zune. I love the Zune. I have the Zune HD. I think it's a 32 gig. They're not making Zune anymore. What? I don't know why. It's stupid. iPod sucks. Zune is awesome. Long live the Zune. Oh, now I have to go to the Sanzo freaking site to put the fix on there? Come on. Well, they'll still have Zune. As long as you have a Zune, I'm sure they'll support the software for it. Don't worry, listeners. If you have a Zune, we'll still... Put our shit up on the Zune uh, and, marketplace. And I have an iPod. I'm not going to lie. The iPod I have no real issues with. I mean, I don't like the new Nano. The new Nano is garbage. I, I like my 4. My 4th gen Nano. I like it. But that's You have the Nano? Yeah. It's the little one without the screen, right? No, I got the 4th gen. That's uh, this one. Okay. Well, actually, it's the 6th gen. Sorry. This is the 6th gen. How many gigs gen. is that? Uh, 16. Oh, really? Okay. It's not bad. And also the best thing, it's my favorite color. Green. Yeah, lime green. Yes, it's more of a metallic but, green lantern green. Well, yes, as we all know, I'm a green lantern nut. Anyway, so now on, so you can check out our old episodes, like we said, www.sparkin.com. You can email us at deke.sparkin at gmail.com. Or me at zan at sparkin.com. Or you can ch- just send our generic email, which is sparkin at gmail.com. And you can leave his voicemails at 206-350-8462. That, again, is 206-350-8462. We'll play it on air if you have a chance. Yeah, and if you have a general urge to troll us, you can always check out our dusty forums at spirekin.darkbb.com. And just go ahead and read some past threads or whatever. Whatever. Very true. And also, remember, if you want to say one of our numerous quotes that we do during the episodes, for example... You know what they are if you've listened. Just call the number. Leave a voicemail where you shout it, and we will use your voice doing whatever it is. Like yeah, the Seriously, we love to do voices. As you can tell, we love to entertain. So if you have like a hidden voice talent, and that's the reason you, you like our segments so much, go ahead and show us, show us what you got. It's like, I'm in the men's room at the airport, and you come up next to me, and I'm leaning over. I'm like, all right, you see what I got? Well, you know what? Let's see what you got. So go ahead, call that number. What's that number again, Zan? 206-350-8462. It's toll-free. Won't cost you a dime. Make some funny noises into the phone machine, and we will play it on air. Yes. Or you, if you don't want to do that, send us a actual MP3 file. But either way, let us get on with it. Now, remember, we have a couple of segments we don't usually talk about. Now, one is actually a contest we set up months ago that we kind of forgot about. <laughs> about it kind of fell off the counter onto the ground <laughs> underneath the couch and we kind of forgot about it for a while all of a sudden i drop a, a cheese doodle under zan's couch while watching a movie i'm like reaching for it and all of a sudden i feel something's sticky and crumpled and i pull it out i was like oh shit it's the fucking old contest yes so we are reinstating a contest because someone asked us is the contest still going on we completely forgot about it <laughs> not gonna lie we forgot about it and that is the top 10 movie vehicles of all time now, if you don't remember, the top ten vehicles are any vehicle from any movie. All you have to do is you have to send us a picture of it, what movie it's from, and why it's worth being a top movie 
vehicle. Now, you have to give us a legitimate reason. It can't be, this is the the blue car from the Adjustment Bureau. It's good because it has blue in it. It's got to be a legitimately cool car. Yeah. It's all about how you deliver your opinion of the car. You're trying to sell it to us. You're you're a used movie car salesman. Sell us the fucking car, and we'll buy it. But remember, if someone sells that car to us before you, you don't get the credit, because we will say who sold it to us. Unless it's a really good description, because sometimes we do have debates. It's like, hey, I like this one, Zan likes this one. And we'll Let's do just read them both. And we'll, and we'll read both. And the winner will receive something from our junk box of free promos we get from different conventions and other things. Uh, I think... I think Chongo took a shit in that box. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, either way, so there's that. Now, the other segment we've forgotten completely is a little unknown segment, which we, when was the last time we did it? Um, well, actually, last time we did it was last episode, actually. <laughs> episode 33, the Dark City episode. So it's time for that segment we forgot for a while, which is the Spyrokin email review. Master, I have mail for you. There's a letter in your mailbox! Here's your mail, boys! Yes, we got an email. Now, usually we'll read, like, five of them, but, of course, time constraints, we want to keep this a little bit down. And, you know, we want to hurry this up a little bit, so we'll get into... We have one email today, and it's from someone named BayouTableMay95. Wow, don't. I'm not telling. I'm not telling what the what the the other part is. Oh well, you know. Well, it has her name. We could call her just what her name, like her. First I can't name. even pronounce her name. That's Le- why. Leanna. It's Leanna or Liana. I think yeah. it's Liana. If it was Anna, it'd have two ends. Yeah. Well. Well. Either way, Liana, you're from Baskin, L.A. Oh, Louisiana. Louisiana. Ah. Okay. Where the fuck is Baskin? Is there a town named Robbins right next to it? I think, it's right. <laughs> I think it's right next to. Baton Rouge, ladies. I don't know. Uh, that was an awful Cajun accent. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend we're, you. We're both tired. It's rather late tonight. We both worked really hard, and of course, the young one is sleeping because he drove me crazy because he's figured out how to actually turn on my computer now. He was like, he was so funny. He was like, Nikki, want to play? I'm like, Dee just got here and he's hanging out with Uncle Zan. I'm like, but you're a baby and you're cute and you have a whole pile of toys that I want to play with. It's like, that car looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But he passed out thinking of this. So, you want to read it? Sure, I'll read it. Okay. <clears throat> Let me get, get out my, uh, my reading binoculars here. Okay. Email from Liana. Hey, guys. The podcast is great. I really enjoyed the Conan episode, even though I think you were a little mean to Bob. I enjoy the Chongo segments a lot, even though it is really reminiscent of Mike Dent's R5 Central AI and Silene co-host segments. Maybe save them for a special occasion. So now for the obligatory questions for you guys to read on the show. 1. Will you ever release episode 30 of the manga review and episode 20, 25, and 28 of the movie review? Well, if you look at our feed at www.spyrokin.com episodes 20 28 and Spyrokin Manga Review episode 30 have been released. Ask and ye shall receive. Yes. So, hope you guys enjoy 25. Unfortunately, there's some little problems with that. I mean, it was our New Year's episode and the fact that we went on a huge 
rambling, drunken song and dance for, I don't know, 40 minutes. <laughs> was there, were there shirts on the floor after that? No, but it was, it was we, we took about as much drinks as Squidlow did. And there were many lampshades on quite a few heads that night. Yes, it was New Year's, of course. So, question number two. What is your opinion on Bubblegum Crisis and AD Police? I love it. Now, for those who don't know, Bubblegum Crisis, there's two different versions of it. It's an anime OVA series, which came out in the late 80s. That's 2038. And then there's the second TV series, which came out, which is Bubblegum Crisis 2040. In AD Police, there's two different versions of it. Again, neither here nor there. Now, I'll say this. The TV series, the 2040, was garbage. It was just batshit garbage. The anime series, the, the OVA, was awesome. That's my opinion of it. Um, you probably don't remember Bubblegum Crisis. Nope. Don't know. I'm sorry. Is that the police one? Three. Who is your worst actor ever? I hate Bradley Cooper and think he is the worst. Really? Bradley Cooper? A lot of people have been liking him because he's actually done it. Because when he was in the A-Team, his face man, and he's doing a lot of... He was in Limitless, which looks pretty good. He looks like... The, he's in The Hangover, too, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he's... Of course, The Hangover. How could I forget The Hangover? But he's... He's got... I, I, I hear you on that, Leon. He's, like, kind of nasally... I mean, he's a good-looking dude, but he's getting a lot of attention, like, really quick. Uh, maybe that's what it's about. But I don't give him worst actor. I wouldn't say worst actor ever. I Definitely have not. three actors who are in that slot, and they're all conditional. First one is, of course, one of my worst, and some people are going to want to hang me for this, but Jerry Seinfeld. And why? What's wrong with Jerry Seinfeld? Ooh. Jerry Seinfeld... He's just an asshole. Let's not let's not think. His show is about I'm an asshole, and it just it gets very tiresome. Yeah, but he's a TV asshole. There's TV assholes and there's movie assholes. He, but, the I get, one, but it's still acting. I understand. Okay. But he's also a comedian. Or the the next one is Ben Stiller, and it's and he it's conditional because there's two movies I enjoy of him, but I actually hate him. Like there's no tomorrow. I hate him. I hate most of his okay, movies. Okay, what do you like Ben Stiller in? Heavyweights, dodgeball. And maybe Tropic Thunder. Maybe. Alright. I, I like Tropic Thunder. Heavyweights, you fucking blew me away with that one, dude. The Fat Camp fucking... <laughs> I fucking forgot about that movie. That was funny. Yeah, he's playing a crazed fitness instructor. And pretty much in Dodgeball, he he's plays the same exact fucking character. And that's what I like. But his other movies... I but mean, what about... Okay, let me... Now I look at him, he's not that bad of an actor. I will rephrase this just to primarily... Wait, who's your third one now? My third one, he's he's a guy that we're going to have to get to in another episode because, honestly, we spent 30 minutes actually ranting and raving about this guy, so unfortunately I had to intercut this in. But either way, it's not important. So let's get back to this important question. He, you know what? Okay, he's a hit and miss. Unfortunately, the Deekster over here didn't even think about worst actor ever. I can't even, like, who do I hate? What do I base that on? I'm gonna have to say, this is a this is honestly like what do I base that on, Liana? I don't even know what I don't even know what to like. Like, is it just in terms of acting ability, like inability to act, or is it like just like who annoys me the most? I I think we have to come back to this question honestly. I'll maybe I'll post something 
I'll post it on the comments or something, or maybe on the forum, yeah. or stack or ever. Once I have time to collect my thoughts, yeah, and think about it a little bit more. Yeah, because this is gonna take a while. Because we're we're both kind of like it's it's a rough question. Like I said, if I hate the fucking, uh, that's the thing. I like I hate a lot of things. I hate a lot of people. I hate a lot of actors. But I don't know, like the worst one. You you put the worst on there, and I'm just like, wow. Yes, we'll get back. We'll get back to Liana. Okay, the next one. What is your favorite band to date? Mine is Texas is the Reason. Now, first off, I did not know what this fucking band was. I've never heard of this band before. I had to actually look it up on the internet, and apparently it's an emo band. Really? Can we take a look at it real quick? Yeah. So now that we've listened to a little bit of it, it doesn't sound bad. It sounds like 90s era emo. Doesn't not bad. It actually sounds like uh, my friend's brother's band, Junket, J-U-N... K E T T. No, there's one T. You can always look them up. They have a website. Sounds exactly like them. It's not bad. It's not really my musical musical digs. Like, yeah. but anyway. So, what's your favorite band? That's that's a, that's a, another loaded question because <laughs> the fact is, I like too many fucking bands. It's I like songs. I like because every song there is no band which I found which has just one uh, just a full set of awesome songs. And that's the problem because I'm looking for that perfect band and there's. It's kind of like the Don Quixote-esque search, where it's just kind of like, I will find you, and I'm never going to fucking find it. But I'll give a bunch of my favorite bands that I've been listening to lately. I've been listening to a lot of fake porno graffiti. I've been listening to a lot of Leonard Skinner. I've been listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin. I've been listening to Pink Floyd. I've been listening to uh, Panic at the Disco. I've been listening to the Gorillas. listening to Metallica. And also, Kenny. Listen to Kenny. You know he's not a band. Kenny Rogers. Oh. But there's a lot of Kenny's actually, like Kenny Rogers, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, fucking Oh, wait, I forgot the band. There's one band. Not the band. I'm not talking about the band called the band. <laughs> Rolled in the Nazareth was feel my half ass dead. Yes, no, uh no, the Who. I forgot I can't believe uh Pete Townsend. How could I forget Pete Townsend the fucking Who? The Who is a, is one of the best bands. I'm Let's, iffy about the Who right now. Like there's some stuff I love. The Who, um... Pre-1990. Oh, I'm, so, I'm talking in the 70s, dude. Tommy's a great album. And Who's Next, that is an awesome album. Yes. Like, you gotta actually listen to the album, though. The album is fucking phenomenal. That's my favorite Who album. Everything after that, and the whole mod stuff that they did in the early 60s, I'm not really a big fan of. No, like, the mod was bad, but then it was, it was like with the Beatles. Because the Beatles are also a band I really enjoy, but I hate their first album. And people look at me like I'm freaking nuts. Like you don't like Paperback Writer, and you don't like. Uh, I was like, no, I didn't. Yeah, li- I liked it when they got creepy and trippy and strange. Well, that's yeah, but you know they were doing like old rock and roll stuff to begin with. Yeah, they started out as a rock and roll band, then they got good, and then they got really good. Then they went fucking too far. Then they started hating each other. And you heard like in songs like my personal favorite song from the White Album. Maxwell Silverhammer, you hear their hate, they hate each other, because you hear how much pit, how pissed off they are each other. Like, And you see the video, they're like sneering at each other while they're singing. <laughs> I never saw the video for that. Bang, bang, Maxwell Silverhammer well, I know the song, yeah. Came down upon his head. They're <laughs> <laughs> so fucking... Um, yeah. Alright, so, I guess I'll answer. I don't even... Same with Zan. Um, I listen to so much music. I don't really have favorites. Well, I have favorites. I don't have a favorite. I've never singled out. Uh, if I had to list, like, the most albums of one particular artist that I own, let's say, I have a lot of Grateful Dead, 
I have a lot of fish. I have a lot of Pearl Jam. Fucking Beck. Beck is one of my all-time favorites. I love One Foot in the Grave. Oh, that is a phenomenal, phenomenal album. Um, what else? Fucking Warren Zevon's good. I like a lot of blues. I got... I got a lot of like old like Ray Charles Atlantic recordings from the fifties. I got his whole collection. It's like eight discs. I think we should keep it down to actual bands and not singers because that was a different question. Because that would have made us be here for freaking twelve hours. Oh, don't be such a question Nazi. I'll just say whatever. I'm talking about music. We're saying music. Right oh, because then I have to then I have to fix mine. Wait, I got a better idea. How about this? Because of that little project I was talking about, the other one, the supplementals. I think we should save it for those music supplementals because we're going to do some more of those. Okay. I think we save that for that because we're doing the music the, uh, the music supplementals for the <clears throat> what songs the co-host thinks represents the other co-hosts. Leanne, you should feel proud because you just swayed a, a future uh, supplemental episode of the Spire King uh, manga slash movie review. So good job. Good job. All right. Okay, next one is actually a question for Cal. And, uh, Cal, how goes the stress of your insane job? Is it worth all the headaches? Well, Cal isn't here, but when I asked him about this, I actually read this to him, he said no comment. So, I guess when he's out of the reclinator, he will actually answer. Hold on, let me poke it. Let me poke him with a stick. Nah, we ain't gonna get no answer out of him. Yeah, so it's gonna be a bit of time. Alright, next one. This may be a stupid question, but is Deke single? Just in case he is, I am 19, I live in Mass., and I added a picture of myself, and that makes no sense because it says that if she lives Keep in Keep reading the question. Okay, and I added a pic of myself. If not, then oh well, hope you enjoy my picture more than Grace Jones's bush shot. I would enjoy a picture of a dead fucking baby rabbit <laughs> more than Grace Jones's beef. Alright, let's take a look at this picture. Okay, um... Well, okay. Here's the deal. We, Liana... I'm going to comment on your picture first. I have a great shot of a brick building. looks maybe like a some sort of church or a castle or something of the sort. Maybe a university or something crazy. Um, and then there's a little old you in the foreground, but you're so far away I can barely make it out. However, I have great eyesight, and I actually zoomed in... Uh, earlier. So, I'm going to say this. You have some definite things I like. First of all, you're 19. You got dark hair, which I love. If you had blue eyes in that, that'd be total match for me. I think she has just black. That, no, that I like can't tell. Eyes. No, I can't even tell. Uh, I really dig that scarf you're wearing. That's really cool. Are you a tall girl? I don't know if... You, you might be tall. I like my girls tall. Uh... Preferably 5'10". I'm 6'1", 2". Actually, I'm like 6'1". Uh, you got some hips on you. I love that. That's always good. Looks like, it looks like you could be a lot of fun. Okay, with that said, and if you want to send me in like a face shot so I can actually see what you look like, that'd be cool too. Uh, it's deke.spirekin at gmail.com So to answer the second part of your question, Leanna, unfortunately, I am not single. I know. I didn't mean to break your heart. You seem like a very cool girl. Very cute. Uh, 
I hope this doesn't, you know, interfere with our Spirekin fan base. But he definitely did give me a little, uh, little, little boost to confidence. Uh, you know, I get girls over the internet, you know, wanting to go out with me because of the sound of my voice. Awesome. And the fact that you're in Massachusetts, well... Well, apparently she says she's from L.A., so where's how's she from Louisiana? Maybe she's currently in mass school? Maybe she's in school or something? Boston yes. College? Yeah, ex- explain this to us. That makes no sense. Is there a typo? What, what, what's up? Yes, but listen, if you're a Red Sox fan, that's a fucking deal-breaker, babe. That's, yeah. that's it. You're, you're cut. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, well. I'm just kidding. But thank you for asking. I'm, I'm very flattered. Uh, I really appreciate it, and... You made me. F- you made you made big old Deke feel really sexy. Yep. All right. So now, next question. Uh, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll center of Tootsie Pop? I say one, even though the fucking owl says three. I say, let's find out. One, two, three, three. Now you know that's the sound that he makes when he chews off a freaking mouse's head. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it? What is the owl like? An owl pellet. The owl pellet. Uh, I thought I had like a scientific name. No, it's just I an owl disregard pellet. all this crap. Mm. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like oh, where's mittens? Oh, uh, she's out in the yard, honey. And you see a little cat, little kitten crawling outside, and then all of a sudden the fucking owl swoops down. How many licks does it take to get to the center of mittens? Let's find out. One, a two, a three. Three. Okay, next one. What is the speed of an unladen swallow? Now, of course, we have to answer the obligatory... African or European swallow? What? What you mean? African or European? I don't know that. <laughs> okay. Last one, Zan. You never continue the debate section of the podcast. Why not? Well, we kind of again that fell under the couch again. <laughs> uh, did you forget it? I guess that answers that question. If so, here's the topic for you guys to debate. Hmm. Mm. Should we say this for? Next episode? Maybe, we'll, maybe we will come back. Liana's our... She, I think she's our, like our number one fan at this point. No, we've got a couple other No, we've got a couple of... Yeah, we got a couple of regs. Thank you for your email, Liana. That was, that was awesome. That was great. Yes, we will continue back on your information later and talk a little bit more about what's going on and all that other stuff. So let's get into that part we've all waiting for and what we've been about... I can't believe we spent that long on an email. I know. It's been we, fucking we have like a whole podcast right here. We're like, oh yeah, let's just keep it down to like 30, 40 minutes. Oh, here we are, 45 minutes later. Well, this 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 part will be pretty quick because unfortunately this is... Uh, well, we'll talk about yeah, this. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Let's so, about it. if you remember from the last episode, Dark City, me and Timbo rolled the dodecahedron of movies and it dictated on this that we were reviewing a movie from 1983. A comedy that was actually directed by someone named Michael Pressman. Now, have you ever heard of him? Never heard of him. Apparently he made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. What? I love that movie. And he made the Bad News Bears in Break Training. So he's never made a new movie, he just made a sequel. And the rest of the movies I've never heard of. It was produced by Robert Weiss. Now, Robert Weiss, he's produced things like UHF, Naked Gun, Dragnet. Blues Brothers. Kentucky Fried Movie, Weird Science, a TV show, Sliders, surprisingly. Huh. 
Tommy Boy, Night at the Roxbury, Scary Movie 3 and 4, which are really not good. He kind of went down in quality, apparently. Yeah, he just has some money, and he's like, yeah, let me just make a movie. He also did Dare to be Stupid. He did the actual music video. Well, actually, it makes sense. Probably the same time as UHF. Yeah. And this movie was written by Bruce J. Friedman, who we've never heard of, and a bunch of other people, including one guy named Robert Boris. 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 What? This movie was made in 83. It made for $8 million, and it grossed $10 million. So it was actually a not soft opening, but it was a pretty good... They made its money back, and then some. They made $2 million bucks and change. Plus, that's, that's only in the, uh, mm-hmm. in the theaters, let alone the, the revenue. I think I'm the only person who bought this DVD. <laughs> I've never heard of this fucking movie. Okay, and this movie is starring a bunch of people, including... Well, first off, we have Andrew Duggan, who he plays always an old guy in every movie he's in. You have T.K. Carter, who you might remember from a movie called The Thing. Yeah, he played Nalls in The Thing. Yes, you have Fran Dressers in this movie. <laughs> yes, but this is a young Fran Dresser. No, actually, Fran Dresser in this movie is fucking smoking hot. Gave me a little bit of a big Rick Chubb on this one. Yep, you got also Donna Dixon, Lydia Lee, Lynn Whitfield, a bunch of very attractive women. You have Howard Hesseman. He's actually a pretty decent actor. And he was in that 70s show. No, he's like, a, he's a famous guy. You know him if you say him. Yes. And also we have Kate Murtaugh. Now, this lady is really ugly, and the only reason why you know this lady is if you need a short slumpy, ugly woman whose boobs are down to her stomach. And we're not kidding you, her boobs are down to her stomach. No, if she, if she bends down to pick up a dime on the street, her shoes are coming up polished. Let's just say it that way. She looks disgusting. And then, before we get to our main character, Peter Aykroyd is in this movie. Now, some of you don't know, who's Peter Aykroyd? Uh, he's the younger brother of the main actor. And he wrote a movie called Nothing But Trouble. He's also in Dragnet. He was in Coneheads. He's worked for Saturday Night Live as a writer. He's done a couple of things. He's a pretty good... So basically, he's following in his big brother's footsteps, but not nearly as talented or yes. successful. And his big brother is, of course, that one that only Elwood Blues... Where he stands. Yep. The one, that, the only... Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yes, and this movie is Dr. Detroit. Dr. Detroit, what a... You may be asking yourself, what the fuck is a Dr. Detroit, and why the fuck are those Spyrokin freaks revealing it? Well, let's get into the story about how I found out about this movie first off, before I put on the door One day, me, I was accompanied with someone to Best Buy, when before we came crappy. And we're looking through the comedy section, and just for the hell did I see Dan Aykroyd, with an interesting coat on, with a sword, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I pick it up. And the movie was four ninety nine. I picked it up, and the movie was, well, we'll get into it. And that was how I found about this movie. That that jacket he's wearing, seriously, it looks like he stole it from Dick Tracy's fucking washed up cousin or something. I thought he stole it from a little kid for, on a rainy day. It's definitely pimp status, but it's yellow, man. Yeah. It's so bright. It's oh. like a fucking highlighter. So this this movie's different because the protagonist is actually. A pimp. You're rooting for a pimp. Let's get into the basic plot of the movie. It, within three lines, just sum up the movie. Oh, jeez. Let's see. Uptight nerd professor at a college gets involved in a patsy scheme because one pimp owes another big pimp money, and he blew all that money, and now he's trying to weasel his way out of it. 
he ends up meeting Dan Aykroyd. He's like, uh, hey, let's wine, dine, schmoozy, boozy, and fucking get you laid. And then all of a sudden, we're business partners. And then all of a sudden, hey, this guy, he did it all. Let's skip town. Let him take the blame. So that's that's the situation Dan Aykroyd, a.k.a. Dr. Detroit, and we'll get to how he AKA got that. A.k.a. Clifford Scridlow. Cliff, yes, Scridlow. I'm going to call I'm just calling Dan Aykroyd. I don't even care. Cliff. I guess you can call him. Eh, fuck it. Yeah, I don't give a we'll shit. Call him Cliff. <laughs> I call him Dr. D, man. Actually, I'm Dr. D. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, pretty much, like we said, Howard Hesserman, Smooth Walker, is a pimp, owes money to mom. And and mom, like we said, tits shine the shoes, baby. A very ugly family, and she has a bunch of goons that she runs mom's limo service. That's her cover for her escort service. And he has four prostitutes, Fran Drescher and Donna Dixon, and that she want and mom wants the smooth walkers, her his stable. Yeah, for some reason she, like he owed her money, like he borrowed money from mom. And you find out subsequently he ended up blowing it all without getting any return on it. So now he doesn't have all that money. They're riding in a limo. All of a sudden, all these other limos box in like Nulls. I'm going to call him Nulls. His, his name in the movie is fucking... Uh, Diavo. Diavo. But I like Nulls just because I'm a fan of the thing. And that's because that was the first thing. I was like, oh shit, it's Nulls. So Nulls is a driver and he's like sassy, you know, typical... Hey man, what's up, baby? So... They're driving in the limo, all of a sudden these other fucking four limos come, box them in, and they're like, yo, mom wants to see you right now, Dingleberry, and then so they take him to mom, and she's like, hey, you owe me a lot of money, bitch, and I, I think she's like a little sweet on him or something, because he's smooth walker. I don't know. Smooth walker? Yeah. Yeah, so she lets him live at that point, and then the whole while he's like, uh, uh, well, it wasn't me. You don't know what I'm dealing with here. I'm dealing with, uh, dealing with a doctor. And he, like, because you see, like, a doctor's note or something. Like, he's looking around the room to try to smooth talk his way out of this shit. And then she's like, what do you mean a doctor? Doctor who? He's like, uh. And then there's, like, a car parts calendar, and it said, like, come to Detroit on it. And he's like, uh, Dr. Detroit. She's like, who the hell is Dr. Detroit? So then he made this fake persona. And she's like, she kind of buys it. She's like, okay, well, she's sweet on him. So she's like, all right, you can live. But I want, you know, he's like, hey, listen, I'll try to get you with the doctor. You know, so now he leaves with his balls. And he's like, shit, I need a fucking, I need a fall guy. Who do I find? And Dan Aykroyd, Cliff, he's, we're not going to get into the whole subplot with the with the with the whole thing. But long story short, he's a college professor, teaches comparative literature. He's obsessed with valiancy and honor and nobility, and you know he teaches things like *Le Morte Arthur and things like that, and chivalry. And he's a, he's a, he's a typical he's a really geeky guy. And also, this is him when he was before he was two hundred pounds. So he's a thin guy. He's really thin. Yeah, it's like shit. He was thinner than Elwood Blues. <laughs> no, no, she's a little bit bigger than Elwood. Elwood Blues really skinny. He's not as skinny as Elwood, and he's not as fat as Ray Stans. So he's, like, in between that those size. Yeah, so long story short, he works. He's He gets kind of caught up in this, and he meets Smooth Walker at dinner. And Smooth Walker notices him because earlier on you saw this interesting jogging sequence, which we don't really want to get into because we'll be here for 40 minutes. Yeah, let's just say Dan Aykroyd with a freaking giant dildo up his ass, <laughs> speed walking. With his junk bulging. <laughs> and short shorts. 
And when I say short shorts, I mean short shorts. Yeah, so either way, Smoothwalker invites him to the table with the girls. They end up drugging him severely. <laughs> like, they could have knocked out a horse with the amount of drugs that they slipped in his drink. He ends up kind of tricking him into taking over his business, and then he be- has Divalo beat the shit out of him after he insults him <laughs> about his color, because Diavalo's black, and he's like, it's you, man. Okay, I'll make it real easy for you. I got everything, you got nothing, right? I'm the boss. You ain't jack shit. I am white. I don't even know what you are. Say, man, I'm black. All right, then try to remember that my grandfather owned your grandfather. Your mama? That's good, Diablo, that's good. Oh, my God, your ass! Take it easy, take it easy. Not the teeth. They don't tell me what to do. You want me to kick your ass and I'm going to kick your white motherfucking ass? Thank you, thank you, thank you. He's the shit out of me. It's like, I'm black. Okay, so here's the thing. So they get, yeah, he's, Dan Aykroyd's now part of the firm. After like a crazy hot tub sequence where you don't see any titty except on a, on a VHS porn that they're watching for some reason. That's and there's really a grainy. A, yeah, it was all, <laughs> like, you, like, I think that's, that's, what was this rated? PJ? Uh, it doesn't say. I think it was actually an R. I don't think it, there wasn't a lot of, I mean, no, there, there was, was a, a couple cursing. Cur- there, there was, was a, a couple curses. But anyway, so Dan Aykroyd is now a partner. Smooth Walker is like, oh shit! Well, I gotta make the, I gotta, I gotta sell this to mom. So then he starts insulting Nalls. Like, so then Nalls like, what the fuck? Like he just goes crazy, black man, like fucking black rage style. He starts pummeling the shit at him. So then Smooth Walker goes to see mom. All beat up and bleeding, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm out of the business now. And then he takes a flight all the way to freaking to where? where the <laughs> he skips down. He's like in fucking, he's in fucking Samoan land, man. He's yeah. like in fucking what was the what was the Paco, land? Paco. In, <laughs> no, what was the name of fucking? Remember the the crazy island in Popeye where he meets the uh, the freak guy with the fucking? I don't know the name. Uh, it, whatever, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. But so. Meanwhile, it turns out that the girls find out that Cliff has been put in charge, and they and they kind of beg Cliff for help. He finds out that they're prostitutes, and at first he's not going to help them because he's insulted. But then Mom shows up and says, "You girls are mine." And then Cliff kind of gets courage, and he's like, "You can't touch them. Uh, you'll face the wrath of the doctor, right? <laughs> the doctor's orders. Uh, it was old meat, and you meet the doctor, and he'll take care of you. He'll, you know, you could discuss this later uh, tomorrow night, uh, midnight at the graveyard." Like what the fuck? And she's like uh, kind of dramatic, don't you think? And he's like, he's like flipping out. And he's like, he has all these karate moves. He's about to bust out on her goons, and he, she sells it. I don't know if mom is like, I don't know what her problem is. She's like, just gives everybody the benefit of the doubt. It's like, oh yeah, okay. So this dude's just chilling here. Oh, apparently he's Doctor Detroit's accountant or some shit. Yeah, let's just make a midnight fucking graveyard meeting. Okay, yeah, I'm down with that. We'll talk tomorrow. So next day, Clifford, Cliff is, he's half asleep, he's tired, he's, he's, he says, I'll help you, but I'm not going to be your pimp, I'm not going to be your, your boss. This you can't even say pimp, remember, he's like, pimp, 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 I can't even say it. Immediately when I, when I heard that, I immediately zoomed over to Taxi Driver, the last sequence, hey, how's the pimp business? <laughs> hey, do I know you? <laughs> we have to do Taxi Driver eventually. Oh yeah, of course. But okay, so, it, so... 
besides the whole plot with the school being there, they have to pick up a guy, which is the low point of the movie. They have to get money for the college and all this stuff, which we're not even yeah, going to talk about. Yeah, subplots. The college bullshit didn't really matter. So anyway, so it's now the next day he's really stressed out because he didn't get any sleep. He's stressed <laughs> he's out. He's been on a drug bender and a fucking crazy yeah, thought and, process. And his, his, his boss, who's his father's between like shit, so he's really stressed out and he doesn't know what to do. And they tell him, look, you have a meeting tonight. You have to do something. So like, okay, uh, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And then he, gets, he calls mom and changes the time of the meeting because he has to, some other things which has to do with the college. And he's like, okay, you show Hello. This is... Dr. Detroit. Yes, Mom. Hey, Mom. I'm sorry, but I'm on a car phone. And then the whole time I'm thinking, like, car phone? 1983? They had the old-fashioned car phones. Yeah, I know, but in 83? That thing must have been the size of your bed, dude. It must have been fucking gigantic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was like the car itself was a phone. Yeah, so he ends up, he tells him to meet him, and then so um, Knowles is like, what are you going to do? Because you said it, you sold it on the phone, but she saw you. What are you going to do? And he's like, I, well, what would Zora do? What would Man of La Mancha do? He's like, strategy, chivalry, something else. And he's they, like, uh, basically... Yeah, but so he's, so he's just like... So uh, he says, Knowles, come with me. And they go to the theater department. <laughs> Why not? They're all of a sudden, conveniently, labeled on a door, prop room. Well, theater departments have those problems. Yeah, I know, but... So he ends up grabbing a bunch of stuff. You don't see what it is. So then that night, you see him driving his dad's Buick <laughs> to the graveyard, which actually isn't a graveyard. It's a junkyard. Yeah, it's like a scrap metal, like, junk cart, like a scrap metal yard in the Brave Little Toaster. Picture that in live action. Yeah, so he's there, and he's like, okay, we're at the predestined time. Now, excuse me, Mo. And he goes to the back, and you see him just open up the trunk, and he's quoting from, you know, the whole... Spiegel about what knights used to go through when they were getting armored up before jousting, and you just hear. Actually, yeah, the music that he comes out to is actually like a really ridiculous ripoff of 2001 Space Odyssey theme, but it's like a techno funk kind of, so there's like slap bass, and they just change up a couple notes. It's, it's actually kind of funny to listen to it, and you could do a side by side comparison. So you see the car drive up, and then the doctor's introduced, and it is, I think, my favorite scene in the movie because you just see the white shoe. <laughs> like, seriously, Pee Wee Herman's fucking white shoes when he. Like, with the heels and the whole yep, bit. With green, green pants, and then you see a metal claw. <laughs> it's a knight's glove. <laughs> it was like, like it had chainmail fucking skirt around it. It had the pokey finger guards on it. It was just like really ridiculous, like a robot hand. Well, you could say that's like the... Oh, uh, the coke nail? Yeah. He could, if he had a coke nail that big, though, <laughs> that would be some fucking diesel bumps, man. And then, of course, he had the... He'd just come out with his yellow coat. Red jacket, the weed medallion, and his Phil Spector hand. <laughs> Seriously, Phil fucking Spector at his murder trial. Google that right now if you don't know what I'm talking about. Google Phil Spector trial, and you'll see the hair, the wig that Dan Aykroyd is wearing. It's fucking hilarious. But the best part was definitely the golden weed chain choker on his face. He's just moving very robotically. Hi, <laughs> Ma. <laughs> I'm the doctor. And they get into a huge argument, and he starts off just insulting mom because he doesn't, I don't think he realizes that she's a mob boss that she will kill him. Yeah, she's like actually a badass, and he's just pretending to be a badass. Like, then the whole time they're talking shit on the streets, getting them hyped up. They're like, yo, Dr. Detroit's coming in, he's pushing mom out. And then she's like, all this shit's coming back to her. So for all intents and purposes, she had about 10 dudes with shotguns and pistols and chains 
waiting for the good doctor, waiting to fucking bury him in the scrapyard. And all he has is he has his words and his intelligence and his might, but he has, I think, he says straight up, if you want to mess with me, you want to mess with me, you want to have wholesale destruction and this, and she's like, well, you have to pay. The doctor doesn't pay. <laughs> and he doesn't wait. It's like, I'm going to mess you up. <laughs> Mom, I'm gonna rip off your head and shit down your neck. <laughs> and then Mom's like, kill this fucking faggot. And then all the guys just start fucking shooting at him with shotguns. And then he runs. He has some, That's probably his, his one and only skill is the fancy footwork. Probably all the days he does is fucking speed walking. Yeah. But then he narrowly defeats Mom using his skills and his just insanity and his trademark. <laughs> So he beats mom and actually has the best escape sequence because they, they destroyed the car. They're escaping on a tow truck and <laughs> the doctor's hanging outside and mom's goons decide to close the door. It's like a wooden door. gate. Yeah. Yeah. They slide the wooden gate. Oh, this should stop him. And no, it does not stop the doctor. Fucking Nulls puts the pedal to metal but the good doctor is clinging on the side so then it's like, oh wait, this Dr. Detroit is actually going to die right here. No. But no, it's actually pretty slapstick. The fucking the tow truck smashes through the 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 wooden gate, and it leaves like the cartoon outline. But exactly where Doctor Detroit was sitting, he's like doing the pumping fist uh, pose. That's also in the cutout. I, I don't. I, I didn't really describe that well. As no, well you as I no, you did. No, you did. You did. You but did. they smash through, and like he, his body leaves an outline through the door. It's actually pretty funny. It is an awesome. It is an awesome scene. And then from there on, it just goes into he's trying to juggle the difference because everyone now knows he defeated Mom, and then they have the whole at the end of the movie they have actually the players' ball. Like they actually reference the players' ball, so this is pretty big, and that's an actual. Like if you don't know what the players' ball is, it's an actual pimp convention where pimps. And hoes all get together. It's not set in stone. It's pretty much the night before, all of a sudden the word goes out, okay, this is where we're meeting. And then that's where all the pimps show up. And it's usually pretty uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, and the thing is, they put in the same hotel as the thing where the school is happening and all of this stuff happens, which we don't want to reveal. Unless, we would say you just have to watch a movie and Mom does come back. Yeah, Mom movie. comes back. There's a sword fight, hence the, hence the sword on the front cover of the box. It's pretty zany. There's some funny funny lines in it, though. Alright, overall, movie was different. It was a mouthful, and it, was, it wasn't all chewed. That's how I'll put it. Um, there's a lot of ideas. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, there's actually some really funny nuggets in there. The comedy, you know, it gets a little slapstick, but I like slapstick. And sometimes it falls flat. But sometimes it actually really works, and it's hilarious. I think if the movie was rearranged, it would have been a lot better. If you had the player's ball in the middle of the movie, and then you had the climactic battle, the battle at, at the end of the movie, I think it would have worked better. I think it was, there was a flow problem. Just, That's true, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the climax is in the middle of the movie, then it just goes downhill. Because you, you psyched up, and when you first see the, the Doctor, that scene, when you first see him, is the best scene. I mean, there are some other scenes afterwards when you see him walk around, it's cool, but that first scene is the what makes the movie. That's why, if you look on YouTube for Doctor Detroit, that's the scene they show. It's just him just coming out. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, the Doctor doesn't have a lot of screen time. Like, in terms of the movie, I mean, it's a 90-minute movie. Doctor's in it, literally, probably only about seven or eight minutes of screen time, maybe. Maybe a little bit more, if I'm not being generous enough. But he is an alter ego, and it is... I do like the fact that it's 
the main character is a guy who is he's trying to do something because it's chivalrous purpose. I do like that. I like the, it's a character who's just he's pretending to be someone and he's not. I like that the alter ego thing. It's not a superhero. It's freaking glorifying being a pimp, but it's not a bad movie. And I like the fact that it's just different. I don't like it a lot. I mean, I'm surprised I bought it for four dollars, but it's not that bad. The soundtrack is also pretty good because James Brown is in this movie. James. Oh yeah, Brown. I forgot about James. James Brown's at that player's ball. Yes, and he does the awesome fucking get up off that thing. Yes, and sweet also, tune. Also, Devo does the opening theme, but this is back when you'd have a major band do the opening of your movie. So. Back when movies had their own opening themes. Yeah, not like now where it's just, just I never wanna say anything. Never wanna say anything. I still miss you, babe. But either way. Actually the acting I liked how Skridlow, there's a definite difference between Dan Aykroyd as Skridlow and Dan Aykroyd as doctor. Because yeah. like Skridlow's uptight and whatever but when the going gets tough, all of a sudden he's like he, he actually proves himself to be pretty resourceful, and he's just like he's he rises to meet the challenge, and he gets all excited about it. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, Skridlow, you got to be here to pick up this dude at the train station who's going to present you with your school with a check so that it stays open. But you also got to be here at the fucking fight mom in the graveyard." So it's like. Um, well, you know what? Eh, okay, I got a job to do. I'm gonna go as the doctor and then take care of real business afterwards. So he's like all over the place, but his heart's in the right spot. You know, he's not gonna let his friends down. Yes, and also, like we said, Fran Drescher and Donna Dixon and Lydia Lee and Lynn Whitfield are all very hot in this movie. Fran Drescher especially, man. She's like, I've always been attracted to her, you know, Mm -hmm. like... Jewish girls do it to me too, but no, oh, yeah, she she was hot. She's very hot. Oh, I can't believe we completely forgot one thing. There is one thing we did forget. Before Skridlow actually meets Mom, Thelma gets arrested. She hits it to be arrested. He gets there. He gets into the courthouse. Like he's got to pick up the black girl. But he doesn't Hulk remember she's the black. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. You know, he just like met them early. This is the best scene in the movie, by the way. So he's in the courthouse, and then the guys, he, like, he reads the judge's name. Robert E. Lee Davis Jefferson. <laughs> so it's like as southern racist as you can get. So he's like, oh, Christ. And the guy's like going ape shit in there. And it's like, oh, goddamn. So anyway, enter sleazy lawyers just chilling there. Basically dressed up like Colonel Sanders. Like he's got the whole fucking. And why in Chicago is he there? We don't know. Don't have no no fucking clue. But he looks like a bookie. He's like, hey, you need a lawyer? <laughs> like he's just like hanging. He's like one of those scumbags. He's just kind of hanging out. He's an it's ambulance like, chaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a, like a John Lovitz type character. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, you know, a proposition. Maybe if I could purchase some of your garments mm-hmm. and. He's like, hey, you want to buy my clothes? Are you crazy? And he's like, well, and then he like goes back to being all formal about it. He, he's about to leave. The guy's like, wait, wait, wait. Now, if there was a transaction, now what would we talk about in conversation? And and you see Dan Agra pulls out his wife. He's like, well, I don't want to insult you. And the lawyer just takes his hands like, you can't insult me. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fucking awesome line. Yeah. So then Dan Agra goes in there and he's like, Sir, I say sir. He like sounds like Foghorn Leghorn, and he's just like going all southern. He puts on his little drawl, and he's like just going back and forth with the judge, and kind of floozes him, like you know. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Ah, oh, well, we can take care of this little matter." 
Send in, send in the uh, defendant, and then like he's just signing the dismissal the, papers. Yeah, the pardon papers, and then the girl walks in. He's like, "Oh shit, this is the black one," because he totally he came up with this whole story. So he's his, her, she's his sister, and yeah, she was like, "They're from some fucking redneck uh, family that's really rich and wealthy and powerful." And he's like, "Oh, we'll take care of this right now. I just gotta sign this paperwork." Yeah. Then he starts oh, leading her out, but then she hears something and she gets pissed off. She runs back, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And the, they call her colored, and yeah. she's like, "Nobody colored me." And they go on this whole fucking tirade. It's pretty racist, but pretty funny. No, it's hilarious. It's great. It's it's hilarious. So, I still think the best scene was the Doctor's first appearance. That was fun. Yeah, I I definitely say the courtroom scene. That that had the best flow between actors and, like, what Dan Aykroyd was willing to do (laughs) to help these ladies out. Yeah, definitely. And so, overall, we could go over the rest, but honestly... We've said what we could about this movie, yeah. so it's pretty standalone. What we said about it, yep. it's either take it or leave it. Yeah. So for those who don't know, we have a five point rating system, and from our lowest being purchase on your local red box, so no one rents or behind a piece of shit, to our top rating, which is uh, really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't watch it now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will open, your soul will be forfeit to the ninth circle of hell, where you'll be forced to watch episode one for attorney with Jar Jar Binks rubbing your shoulders and saying please I love you please I love you while mom is giving you mom titty fucking you while standing up on an extension ladder <laughs> with fucking Jar Jar just in your ear like licking licking the earlobe going yeah <laughs> so I'm gonna give some middle of the ground which is worth watching on DVD or VHS once it's an interesting movie it's not great it's not bad worth watching once and then you'll forget about it. I'm going to have to go with search for your lesbian gangbang squirt porn and have this on in the background because there are some very choice nuggets in this flick, but they're few and far between and there's a lot of bullshit that you got to sit through to get to it. So, watch. You really won't miss anything. And if you're really interested, then pay attention. Well, it's, if you watch the first half of the movie up to that point where they escape, it's going to be a great movie. You're going to have a great time. That second half, which is going to kill you. Yeah, his pace so weird though. Like the first half is a lot longer. It took a long time to get up to the graveyard scene with the doctor and the doctor's first appearance. It took a long time. Then there's like 25 minutes or so left left in the movie. That's more than halfway through. Like it's a 90 minute movie, and you you know you get to the climactic battle and the the first appearance of the doctor. And then you got 25 minutes of film left? Yeah. It's just kind of broken up weird. Yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, well, that's all we really could say about this movie. Yeah. Um, if you have a chance, best bet, just check out the on YouTube. Check out that. It's the best parts of the movie. That's all you took the best parts. Yeah, if, if you're rummaging through a flea market bargain bin at some point and you come across this, you should at least buy it. If not, you know, just laugh at the cover. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that's about it. Yes, so remember you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com. Deke.spirekin at gmail.com. And now it's that part you've all been waiting for. What part am I talking about? I'm talking about the one. The only. The Dodecahedron of Movies. Yes, the dodecahedron. Now, what is a dodecahedron? It is a 12-sided object, specifically a small plastic dice we picked up off the street by some hobo. No, seriously, actually, there's a huge and long story behind it, but we won't get into that. There was some grave robbing and some dungeon crawling, but yes, we have the dodecahedron, finally. Yes, and so, now, we've assigned nine movies to this 
dodecahedron. We're going to roll the dodecahedron when it lands, and that's reviewing the next episode of the Spyrokin movie review. All right, I say we just hop right into it. Yes, and for those of you who are wondering why there's 9 instead of 12, listen to some of our earlier episodes, you'll understand. <laughs> you shall know, you shall know. So, ready to roll. Yes. Here we go. And it is 6. Number 6. And number 6 is going to be... Okay, this movie... Is this a Sam Raimi movie? Yeah, it definitely is. A Sam Raimi movie with Liam Neeson and, surprisingly, his brother dies in two minutes in the movie. <laughs> Ted Raimi always deserves to die in a movie, I'm sorry. Yes, what movie we're talking about, we're talking about Darkman. Alright, I'm ready to watch this shit. Yes, well, we will get to that and we will let you guys know how it is in the next episode. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. I know we were kind of quiet there after we sound kind of like... Like Michael Jackson talking to... <laughs> well, we were both fucking insanely tired recording this. We were both laying in bed with the covers up to our neck, enjoying a glass of bubbly. No, I'm just kidding. Nikki was sleeping in the next room, so we couldn't we couldn't wake the babe. Yes, of course, we couldn't wake him up. But he woke up anyway after you left. <laughs> he was crying. He had freaking night terrors, and like, no, no! But either way, so... I guess that's it for this episode. I mean, we could rant on and on about some of the emails we got, but... Yeah, yeah, we spent an hour yeah. for and a half for that. So, this has been your co-host Deke. Catering in Kyber restaurant. I did not do it. I had to do it, and I didn't do it. Wait a minute, seconds, wait, a minute. Wait, right. Hours. Right, it's not done. I... Just relax, okay? Now, what is the problem? I lost Rousehorn. I've got these term papers to what? correct. The college is on the verge of bankruptcy. My eyes can't focus. My tongue tastes like a skin mark. I need some sleep. Okay. And this is your host, Dr. Zen. Uh, my favorite quote from Dr. Detroit is, Mom, I am going to rip off your head and shit down your neck. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. And remember, do not mix cement with your paint. If it's not, it's easier on the wall. Thank you, guys.
What is, now, what is the debate section? I've never heard it myself. Originally what happened was a couple of months ago, Cal and I, we got an email from someone who said, Hey guys, I got a bunch of things for you guys to debate about. And what happened was we started it, but then certain things happened. We got some other emails, and it kind of got lost in the, in the thread. It was just literally just, okay. just for us to talk about various interesting topics. Like the first one was, what is the best type of takeout? Chinese, fast food, or, or sandwiches, or... Um, fast food? No, it's uh, Chinese sandwiches or Italian, which would be pizza. It's an interesting debate. I personally, yeah, it, it was kind of tough because I kept saying it was maybe that you're going to go with your Italian, but he was saying Chinese, but it's kind of... Chinese, like, yeah, you're right. I'm actually thinking, it's actually a good segment because all these gears are rolling in my brain. It's like, well, actually, I, my, my preference is Italian. But if you're thinking about takeout, like take, like if I no deli- like del- it was actually delivery. Uh, delivery, I guess. But if you like the t- the actual act of going in and taking it out, and it's like, oh, can I have two slices to go? Whereas, it, like, if you get a fucking like a lunch special at the Chinese place, everything's contained. Pizza is greasy. You got two plates to deal with because I always eat two slices. And, no, you just you do know, it like uh, John Travolta did. It's one on top of each other, and you do it like a typical <laughs> New Yorker, and you fold it in half. Well, I always fold it in half, obviously. I eat it New York style. Yeah, yeah. Because that's where we from, baby. We from fucking New York. Let's just let's just go over this question quick. Let's okay. Just, let's let's, just, all right, we'll and, debate. And we'll bring the debate back later. Let's do a quick debate. All right. Now, what is the best ice cream flavor, cup slash cone, and or topping? Now, that's really subjective because, I mean, are you talking about the original three flavors or are you talking about all, like, Seven billion flavors they have because there's some fucking really obscure flavors to ask for. There's a lot of crazy different brands. Yo, we're actually this question. I realize it's like the her other questions. We're so fucking, <laughs> we're so indecisive and like our, you know what it is? Our minds change and like I'll say one thing and then it'll get Zan's brain thinking and he'll be saying other stuff and I'll be like, whoa, whoa, I didn't even think about that and then I'm gonna fucking. Well, so all right, well, so well, I have the perfect top of my head. Okay, okay. Now let's say, all right, so yeah. So Netflix, let's say, um, let's change this a little bit. Your ideal Sunday, we'll say, we'll change it to your ideal Sunday. Okay. Ooh. So if I like rolled up at the ice, if I was at Weir's and I wanted to get it Sunday, definitely vanilla ice cream, soft serve. Um. Probably like caramel on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe some. Ooh, caramel Reese's Pieces. Whipped cream and cherry, mm-hmm. and but there's other ones I want to make too because I I'm not necessarily a chocolate guy, mm-hmm. but I do love gummies. Well, all right, let's go. You know, you know me. So, all right, let's first off at the bottom, a cup or cone. Now, I've gotten recently into eating a lot of cups because you know you can build more on it. But if we had to go with a cone, I'm gonna say a standard sugar cone like the fake waffle. Not the little crappy one that looks like a cup. The one which is actually like a... Yeah, the actual waffle cone. But you told me Sunday. If I had to talk about cones, I would definitely pick a waffle cone. Well, yeah, but okay, okay. So, but so, we'll, say, we'll say a cup or cone. All right, all right. So yes. we'll, we'll all right, say so it's going to go in a cup. All right, next. Ice cream flavors. I'm going to go with... If it's hard... If it's soft serve ice cream, we're going to say it's chocolate. But if it's hard ice cream, three types. Well, four. Four scoops. One scoop is going to be cookies and cream. Love that. One scoop is going to be Rocky Road. And One scoop is going to be either original chocolate or chocolate chocolate chip. Okay. And then the last one is going to be 
just to add a little bit of flavor, a little bit of intrigue into this, we're going to put in a little bit of original chocolate chip. Now the toppings. Um, we're going to go with some hot fudge. And then we're going to go into gummies, of course. And just because of my insane sweet tooth, even though I can't have it for the next freaking three weeks, freaking Lent, but I'm going to cover it with some nerds. And then you and your nerds. And then, then we'll talk about <laughs> you and your nerds. I don't even want to talk about you. <laughs> you and your nerd obsession. I've known about this for the better part of fucking fifteen years now. Also, my obsession with with pixie sticks. These are pixie sticks all over it. <laughs> Doing a lineup of pixie. I walked in on Zan one time. He he's literally cutting up a, a pile of pixie sticks like it was cocaine. Like, Zan, what are you doing? Well, anyway, so then last but not least, I'm not gonna put any whipped cream on because I'll sully it or the cherry. It's just that straight, but I'll put a marshmallow on top. Really? That's a crazy Sunday, bro. Well, that's nothing. Um, I, if you look, Is at that my, your dream Sunday, or do you actually go to the ice cream stand I, and then give the girl a fucking heart attack? She's like, oh my god. No, the worst Sunday. <laughs> the, the, the best Sunday I ever saw. Best Sunday I ever saw. This last thing is, I went to Serendipities in Vegas. Okay. When I went on my Vegas trip. It was a $13 Sunday. $13 sun, Sunday. Brownie about the size of Three of the Wheel of Mangas. Wow. Covered with three scoops of ice cream. And then... Uh, chocolate sprinkles. Chocolate sauce. And then, to top it off, a Godiva piece of chocolate. Damn. Oh, but then there was the other Sunday. There was a Sunday there. Which, when I saw the price, my mouth dropped. The price was five digits. What? You say it was like a $15,000 fucking ice cream? $58,000. And why? It has edible gold on it, and it comes with a cup which you take home, and it's... Yeah, unless it was it came in the Holy Grail, I wouldn't fucking... I would not be getting that. Either way, Liana, thank you for this wonderful... Hold email. on, actually, real quick, sorry. Sorry to interject, but you got me thinking about ice cream. My uh, favorite, like, just hard ice cream flavors, cookie dough... Uh, it's the one with the peanut butter cups in it. Uh, Reese's, uh, Reese's, Reese's peanut, uh, peanut butter is like, and then uh, Ben and Jerry's caramel sutra. Amazing. If we're gonna go with if we're gonna go with um, companies, last thing before you start fish, I'm gonna say best company overall is gonna be probably if you want quality, it's gonna be uh, Haagen Dazs, but they're the most expensive. If you want something that's good and generic. I'd say the lowest you'd go in is going to be... Pro that's that's the best low end is going to be Friendly's, probably. And then in the middle you got Ben & Jerry's, and then you have... Uh, what is that other one? The other... Um, Briars is yeah. in the middle. Like, the top end is going to be that, and then you have that freaking... Underneath uh, Friendly's is going to be that store-bought brand where it's yeah. that, like in Walmart, that tub of ice cream is disgusting. Yeah, Briars is actually not too bad. That's why I put it in between. It's, yeah. it's better than Friendly's, but Friendly's has those couple of good flavors. Friendly's is okay. Fribbles are cool. The Cyclones I used to be addicted to, man. Well, do you know Especially how Especially when my ex-girlfriend was uh, no. working there, because I dated a girl that was a waitress at Friendly's, and I, after I broke up with her, I ended up banging the ice cream girl, so it's kind of an ironic twist on, on this. Now, some of you may not know what Friendly's is. I know that this is only a kind of East Coast thing. Now, for those who don't know, Friendly's is a place that you'd go to when you want to go out with a girl and you don't have a lot of cash when you're younger. Or you even go now. I mean, I, I go there a lot, actually, about every, once every three weeks. Really? 
it's a good place to go. It's like a diner, so, but a little I mean, better. They than have a diner. it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like a chain diner almost, like a like an Arby's, but better than an Arby's. Better than Arby's because it has a soda fountain. It has a ice cream fountain. Yeah, it's got like a like a classic soda jerk. And, you know, you can actually walk like you can sit down and eat. I mean, it's not like a cra- not like a Cracker Barrel type establishment where there's all shit on the walls and mm-hmm. like crazy. It's just a standard. There's booths and some tables. And then you can sit down and, and eat, or they have like a little takeout thing where you just like walk. You can either call in your order and then take it out, or you can just get ice cream. They got a cool ice cream bar right there, and you just like pick out your flavors. So that's kind of cool. And there's usually like a claw machine in the fucking in the little thing, or maybe a acid trip man. Acid, <laughs> trip. acid trip man. I forgot about acid trip man. There was this thing inside because when oh. you know we all used to hang out. We'll we'll bring Acid Trip Man back in a segment or something. No, we'll bring it back for for the theme month. Which we'll bring it. We'll, we'll talk about it next episode. All right. We'll talk about that because right. we're, we're running. We're kind of running behind. Yeah, so we're running really late here. But okay. Acid Trip Man, he was a toy in a vending machine, and then he, me and Zan talked about him <laughs> for years. I can't believe I forgot about him. <laughs> he should have been the mascot. <laughs> we'll bring him back. So either way, now let's get into that part we've all waiting for. And what are we talking about? We're talking oh, wait, wait, about. That. Sorry, I just want. Let's just call it. could want homosexual come on maybe no he couldn't be gay not with all those beautiful women and even if he is maybe they're not what harm in accepting the man's hospitality but no free lunch in this world say i i can thank him though yes yes i'll thank him that's the decent thing to do 